Welcome to a new mini-series. It's called Get Up in the Cool Presents Save the Tour, a plan B for my dear friends whose incomes have been interrupted by COVID-19, and a plan B for you, my dear listeners, who otherwise would be watching these shows in person. I've been reaching out to former guests of Get Up in the Cool, particularly the ones who make their living performing and teaching in person, asking them to record themselves playing for you. So for the foreseeable future, I'll release bonus episodes every Friday as long as I have submissions. The format is whatever they want it to be. Could be your typical trad music house show performance, maybe a workshop or musical lecture. Whatever they would be doing in your town, they're going to do it in this podcast feed instead. Get Up in the Cool is free to download, although not free to make. Thanks to those of you who have signed up or raised your pledge amount recently. I will also be losing some income opportunities due to social distancing. But, and I can't stress this enough, Get Up in the Cool Presents Save the Tour is not free. The whole point of this new miniseries is to soften the financial blow for these service workers who have been laid off. If you listen to an episode in this series... Check the show notes and follow through on one or more of the calls to action. And if they link a virtual tip jar, pay what they ask. And if they don't specify a dollar amount, I suggest a sliding scale from $10 to $20, the typical rate for a trad music house show. Buy their CDs and downloads, order a shirt, whatever, just pay them for this. I'm on paternity leave, so... I'm recording this intro once and tacking it on to the beginning of each episode in the series. I can't introduce each artist as much as I would love to, but I have other things that I have to worry about right now. But I can link their previous appearances on Get Up in the Cool in the show notes on your podcast app, so check those out if you're not sure about committing to pay for this episode. The show notes is also where you can find the virtual tip jar and merch table. All right, friends. Let's save the tour.
there. We are Steptune. I'm Danielle Enblum. I'm James Gascoigne. And I'm Una Grady. And uh, we are playing traditional dance music for you, largely Irish. Um, and the whole basis behind this band is that there's gonna there's a heck of a lot of dancing happening um, that is creating percussion throughout throughout the show. So you'll hear more of that coming up. Uh, that last piece uh, was a little bit of a funky tune to dance to because it was written by James. Yeah, the first tune we played we call Whitmer's Magic Teapot. Uh, and it was kind of inspired by a friend of ours, Nick Whitmer, who's a piper and flute player who constructed a, a musical instrument out of a coffee percolator by drilling holes in some way and I don't know, but he, he played the heck out of the thing, playing uh, playing tunes on it. And uh, we got a real kick out of that. And he was also very generously donated to Una and my Kickstarter for our group, Drank the Gold. And so we, uh, and he didn't want anything in return. So you, you made him a tune anyway. <laughs> I made him a tune anyway. You know, if you contribute to our Kickstarter, you're going to get a tune, whether you like it or not. <laughs> um, so yeah, we'd like to send that out to him. And you called it, did you say what you called it already? Oh, uh, Whitmer's Magic Teapot. We, yeah. we thought it was a teapot. He told us it was a percolator, but Whitmer's Magic it's, it's, Percolator. It's close enough. It didn't, it didn't quite sound right. <laughs> teapot is close enough. Um, one of the first pieces we created last summer when we started uh, working together as a band, um, we call it Queen of the Blackbirds, which is actually a, a, a combo of cu- a couple different traditional pieces from different traditions. Uh, we start with Queen of the Earth and Child of the Sky, which we learned from the playing of Eden Hammonds from West Virginia. So it's sort of an old-time tune, uh, slow, you know, a slower old-time tune. Um, and then we will segue over to Ireland to the Blackbird, which is a, 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 a tune, a set dance from Ireland. Yeah, it's an old traditional, very old traditional tune. Um, and it's called a set dance. Sometimes people think it's called a set dance because the tune and the dance are set to each other. They go with each other. Um, but that's actually not true. The set dancing is, um, there are traditional sets in Ireland, the Blackbird, St. Patrick's Day, Garden of Daisies, and modern Irish step dancers, they do always do the same exact dance to it. Almost everybody has the same version of this dance, the Blackbird. However, in the old days, um, the old dancing masters, which I'll tell you a little bit more about later, they um, they each had their own versions of the Blackbird and all of the set dances. And within their versions, they would have one piece that was set in stone that everyone did the same way. And then you were free to then go ahead and do your own step in another part of the dance. So that's why it's called a set dance. Um, so I dance you can't see me, but you can hear me, and uh, it might be kind of hard to hear. But I dance two different versions. If you if you really get to know the rhythms, you'll <laughs> if you memorize my or, rhythms or come come see us live or come someday. see us live. But so I dance the modern version first, and then I dance one of the oldest versions known of the Blackbird that I collected when I was doing my um, masters in ethnochoreology or dance history in Ireland. Um, and when I do the old version, Una actually plays a version of the Blackbird that we both learned when we met, which was 15 years ago, 2005, when we were studying fiddle and cork together. Yeah. We learned we learned this version from Connie O'Connell, a, a fiddle player and teacher yeah. in cork. So, Queen of the Blackbirds. <laughs> ¶¶ 
Okay, so next we'd like to play a song. Uh, and this isn't a traditional song. Uh, it's a newly written song by a songwriter from Troy, New York, named Maurizio Russomano. And Mauricio is a friend of mine, um, great songwriter. And he, the name of the song is uh, It's So Easy. And the story of the song goes, uh, there's, a, there's a young man who uh, is, is courting a, a lady who may or may not be slightly out of his uh, league. Um, and she's a, she's a dancer, she's a ba ballerina. And uh, so the young man in question uh, concocts the strategy to, if he, he, if he enrolls in her dance class, then that might be a way for him to win his way into her heart. <laughs> so here it is, it's so easy. It's so easy when there's nothing there to hold you. There's never a good reason when your head is filled with doubt. I just can't believe it until I experience it myself. You fill us with your sugar and your salt and your light Don't shut me out Just give me a chance If you teach me I can learn to dance My mother and my father, they raised me up to be a man. But I felt the weight of the stars pulling me down, and I knew it wouldn't last till I come up strong. Like a bird rising from the ash, singing a victory song. Shut me out Just give me a chance If you teach me I can learn to dance Oh, yes I can learn to dance Oh, yes I can learn to 
Ladies and gentlemen, I expect the greatest attention to these lessons, which I must tell you, you are fortunate in getting. I suppose you all admired more than once how gracefully the gentlemen of Castleborough and Mr. Blacker walk and bow, and how they do be at their ease. Well, the likes of you would not know which leg to stand on, or how to keep your hands easy when they are speaking to you. Well, what's the reason? They were learned to mind their positions, and hold themselves in genteel attitudes and dance when they were young. And see the way the world goes. A gander of a city professor will get his guinea where I, that might learn them conceited Scoggins, both steps and deportment, is hard set to make a 13. So, as I was animadverting, pay attention to these nine lessons and you will be inculcated to stand before any mister or lord or juke with a J of the land with A's, A-I-S-E, air and modesty and needn't be scratching your head nor shuffling your feet nor keep fiddling with your fingers. Now pay the most puxtitious attention to my instructions and you will feel as easy and contemplative when you're running country dances or going through petticoatees and coatilongs with the quality as if it was the neighbor's child you had for your partner. So... <laughs> Um, that was me just reading um, an actual transcript, transcript of a 19th century Irish dancing master named Mr. Tench. Um, and this is actually a pretty uh, incredible document that we have. Um, Irish dancing masters, as I mentioned earlier, um, they were creating steps and dance styles, and they were actually an offshoot of the Baroque dancing master tradition. So this, so Baroque dancing was a, uh, a, a common practice all over Europe. These uh, dances were quadrilles, uh, contra dances. They were long dances initially when they were done in the, in the kind of big, long uh, royal halls. But when they became something that developed into a practice of the people, they turned into squares because people couldn't do big, long, long dances in their little homes. So dancing masters who were very um, entrepreneurial, they created... Um, they created manuals that they sold all over Europe and people would buy these, these, uh, square dances essentially, um, and learn them and dance them for fun. Um, so this is the origin of, of course, American square dance dancing and Irish set dancing, which is also done in squares and all of the square dancings, uh, dancing traditions that exist in Canada and in the Caribbean and all over the place. Um, they all have their origins here. Anywhere that there was French or English colonialism, really. Um, now, this particular dancing master, Mr. Tench, is a representation of this kind of shift that happened where the Irish took the dancing master tradition and they put a lot of these Baroque moves in um, into the Irish tradition. They adopted and adapted them. They put them to Irish music. And over time, it became a very quintessentially Irish practice in and of itself. And this is the origin of modern Irish step dancing, as we kind of know it today, the competitive Irish step dancing. Um, but Irish step dancers turn their feet out. They stand in first position and in fifth position. And they have some moves uh, like a sidestep or sevens, which originate from the chasse. And um, leaps or threes, which originate from the balance, which you also have a balance in contra dancing, of course. Um, but back to Mr. Tench. He was a dancing master, and we know from this man, Patrick Kennedy, 
who uh, was a folklorist in the mid mid 1800s and actually was from County Wexford, um, that this was a dancing master, an itinerant dancing master that uh, traveled around count- the county and taught lessons in barns. And Mr. Tench, uh, Kennedy says, sported tight knee breeches, white stockings, turn pumps, and a swallowtail coat. His cap was fashioned of skin of some kind of a shining grayish color tinged with brown and had a peak. And he traveled with a fiddler named Seamus Bowes. And the two of them traveled around teaching uh, dance and playing music for dancers. Next, we'd like to play a reel called Wissahickon Drive. We, uh, it's written by Liz Carroll, a great Chicago Irish fiddle player. Um, and we just, we all really love this tune and we, we decided to kind of break it down a little bit and, and explore it. Yeah, and I'm playing around with some new things here, which um, I'm, I'm admittedly still working on a little bit. One is um, dancing and singing at the same time, and I'd love to eventually um, really sync up my, my lilting. My, so in Irish music, we call it lilting when we, when we sing the tunes. Uh, my ornaments and my lilting and my ornaments, my triplets and my feet. Yeah, and that's then, a big, big project. It is. A, it's a, yeah, it's parts of the brain, right? And then, um, and then also at the end when Una's playing the tune, we've been working on syncing up the, the triplets. So both hear, of our ornaments. Both of our ornaments, yeah. So here you go.
So this next song we're going to do is called Blackbirds and Thrushes. And we first heard it from our friend Tim O'Shea, who's a singer and guitar player from Cary. And uh, the song really piqued our interest and we were very curious about other versions of it and where it came from, which uh, led us to do a little search. Down, we, we found ourselves going down the rabbit hole of the YouTube archives and we, um, we found that um, one of the source recordings we figured out was um, Seamus Ennis, who was a song collector and music collector and um, musician in Ireland in the last century and he did a lot of great, great work. Um, he, played, he played the Illin Pipes, which we'll tell you about some, in some other podcast. Um, the Irish bagpipes, but um, this is a this is a great great little song, and it happens to be a jig. It so. happens to be a jig, so we could step tune it up. We could step tune it up. <laughs> Thank you. 
So a lot of what we do is Irish, but um, we like to kind of explore some other related traditions. And one that I'm currently particularly interested in is uh, Quebecois step dancing, um, primarily just because it's it's that's my own family history. My I'm I'm a Canadian citizen, and my mom's Canadian, and my grandparents are French Canadian, and my grandmother was actually only spe- French speaking until she was 18, and she lived in a factory town in northern Quebec, and ended up in the United States and was the perfect 1950s housewife, and she assimilated and kind of never spoke French again and never looked back, um, until like a few years ago when I kind of started picking her brain and asking her a little bit more about the culture around where she grew up and uh, she kind of just nonchalantly happened to tell me that actually she really grew up around a ton of dancing and music and when she was a little girl her parents would have friends over and they'd clear the kitchen and they'd put um, they'd put uh, cornmeal on the floor and a fiddler would come over and they'd dance quadrilles all night and I just was stunned that this woman had seen me dancing my whole life and never thought to mention that she actually grew up with it but I think there was a part part of her that was um, kind of shutting out her old life. Uh, so anyway, so I've been on a quest ever since then to get to know more about the music and dance culture that my grandmother grew up in. Um, and that actually, that led me um, to Quebec not long ago where I w- uh, was learning some dance steps from Canadian step dancer Normal Legault. And uh, he happens to have footage of uh, folks from my grandmother's small hometown, Arvida, um, dancing in the 70s. Um, that would have been my my grandmother's age and my great-grandparents' um, age. So, so I got to see, to see some of this footage, and I learned some steps from this footage. And James had the idea that he wanted to write some tunes uh, because he loves to write tunes, and he writes really fabulous dance tunes, but he wanted to actually write a tune to go along with some of my dance steps. And so me being inspired by learning some of these Quebecois dances, I sent him a recording of this one little ditty uh, that I got from Norma, and uh, that's very related to the dancing my relatives would have been doing. Um, and so James wrote one of these tunes, this tune. James wrote this tune. Yeah, yeah, the second tune in this set. And then um, when I heard about Avrida, I just instantly uh, thought of uh, thought of Dirty Old Town. I've always wanted to do something with that song. So we put a version of that up front. And then we do the Arvida hornpipe. And then... Then we go into um, a reel that, that they play in Ireland and they call it the Liffey Banks. But also there's a Quebecois version that we actually kind of studied up on to to sort of stick with the theme, our our Quebecois factory town theme. Yeah, we got this version from um, Andre Brené. Yeah. But but this, we like to say that this, um, the Arvida Hornpipe is is our original step tune. Yeah, (laughs) it is. I met my love by the gasworks wall Dreamed a dream by the old canal I kissed my girl 
by the factory Clouds are drifting across the moon. Cats are prowling on their beat. Springs a girl from the streets at night. Dirty old town. Dirty old Smoky wind, dirty old town, dirty old
All right, so we are coming to the end of our show here. Um, we have one more tune step or step tune or whatever the heck you want to call it um, for you. Um, but before we go, we just wanted to introduce ourselves again. My name is Una Grady and I play the fiddle. And then we've got Danielle here, who's, who's the stepper and um, singer tonight. <laughs> yeah, tonight. Sometimes fiddler in real life. And, and then we've got James Gascoigne um, playing guitar and banjo, singing Synth, playing, micro, playing, micro playing micro Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell anyone. Don't tell anyone my secret. Yeah. He also James also plays fiddle in our live show. Yes, we didn't we didn't manage to get it into tonight's show. Yeah, yeah we we're a, we're a band full of fiddle players. We are <laughs> band full of fiddle. We'd also like to thank Cameron for hosting us on his wonderful podcast. Thank you, Cameron. Yes, thank you, thank you so much. And uh, James is going to tell you about this final piece. Okay, this last thing we've got for you is something um, I put together and, uh, you know, kind of new to this uh, traditional styles of music. But I don't know, one of my ways in is to kind of express my own sort of creativity and try to come up with things or like let things come to me, really. Um, And this one, I was uh, trying to come up with a real on the banjo and have some spots for Una to do all those cool uh, rolls that make it sound so Irishy, you know. Um, but I met with limited success, um, so I call this one the Irish Import. And we're going to do a short introduction before the tune. Yeah, and I'll say, um, even though James, uh, as he mentioned, he just came to all this as an adult and is writing these tunes, and some of them are kind of quirky. Uh, this one included it's not quite a straightforward dance tune um i think these tunes are so much fun to dance to so this is a step that i actually wrote to go along with the tune <laughs> 